Yeah, it was it was a bizarre um, a bizarre ending, I think to say the least. It was probably fun to watch on TV, but not so fun uh, to deal with at times. But no, it was it was great. I mean, I feel like I'm going to be able to build a lot on, on that last week and then a lot of learning experiences, and feel like um, I can really take a lot from it. Although I, yeah, I very easily and in all reality probably should have lost the tournament. Um, to be able to come through and hit some some good shots when I really needed to, and uh, and make some putts to kind of stay in there uh, and to get it done was nice. Just hold out for Eagle uh, on number nine in the pro am. I know that's a hole that means a lot to you. Just comment a little bit about this golf course and uh, how much you like it. Yeah, it's a cool course. It's so so different this year than it than it always is. It's always really firm and fast. Uh, the greens are usually pretty firm, and and I don't think I've ever played greens as soft as these this week. So it's going to be a lot different. Uh, I've never seen the wind blow like this, and it's supposed to blow like this every day. Um, I thought I was going to get a little bit of a break after last week, but it looks like got more wind and rain but uh luckily i had a, a little bit of a week's head start so hopefully it'll help <laughs> all right let's start with doug what's the what's the difference of wind here versus last week in terms of playability on the golf course um i think Total different golf course. yeah yeah there's last week there's more trees so you kind of get some holes where you're a little bit protected but then again you also as crazy as it is you kind of have to factor for you know, once the ball gets above the trees, or you'll get those holes that are very exposed, like the second shot on 10, tee shot on 11, 12, 13. Um, and then you'll get some holes kind of back in trees where they aren't as exposed. Whereas here, it's all flat. It's it's not really that much protection. Um, it's pretty constant throughout the course. And uh, so I, I would say last week you have a lot more, the ball moves a lot more. It just feels like a lot stronger wind. Um, Although, you know, it was gusting over, you know, 30, 35 last week where I don't think it's going to quite get to that here. But um, that wind at Capitol is just very strong. But all things relative, which is a harder course for the wind uh, to face this kind of wind? Relative. Um, as being smaller greens, flat. The I would say here. Uh, this It's going to be harder here. Um, I mean, the fairways are just so big there. It's There's so many birdie chances. Four par fives. Um it, I mean, even with last week, it, it you know, three of the four days it blew really, really hard. And, I mean, I easily could have gotten to 17 or 18 under par still. Whereas I think if it blows like that here, I'm usually not very good at guessing scores. But, I mean, it could be, you know, anywhere from 8 to 15. So it's just it, it's tough to say. But the greens being very, very soft is going to change a lot. Um, if you got wind like this in normal conditions, it would actually be a, a very difficult test. All right, Ben and then Dave. Uh, just obviously it wasn't easy last time, but the mental grind that you spoke about playing in the wind, that's going to make it tougher to do what you did a few years back, right? Like to, to back it up because you've been in that grind last week and now you've got to do that again. Uh, yes and no. I, I mean, it, it's just, it's, I mean, I'm not going to shoot 2,700 this week if that's what you're saying, but uh, I mean, I hope I do, but I, I wouldn't think so with this win, but um, but I also have played in it for a week and I'm, you know, maybe a little bit more accustomed to it, whereas if guys, you know, if they live in cold, they've been hit indoors, or maybe they go out west where it's in Palm Springs where it's not blowing at all. I mean, that, that is a big difference in getting used to it. So I definitely I have a little bit of an advantage maybe having a week of it. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm probably also a little bit more tired than some of the other ones, some of the other guys, but uh, for good reason. So I'm not complaining. All right, Dave. To review, what was 
What was your attitude coming uh, into the playoff, and, and how did you keep, I guess, a, a, a positive perspective when you had to go into it? Uh, I mean, my, my mind frame was that I was given a second chance. Um, I mean, I said to my dad as I was walking in, he was standing there, he just asked, he's like, do you need anything from him? Um, and I was like, yeah, I'll take a mulligan. He goes, you were just given one. So, and I think when he said that, it kind of, it did sink in, like, yeah, I, I was. I mean, it was, I was very, very lucky to be in that playoff or for, um, for Xander to have, you know, the wind pick up on his putt and, and three putt and to give, to give Patrick and myself a chance. Uh, it was a mulligan in itself. So I tried to keep telling myself that um, and just, I felt like if I just kept making birdie, the eight, I think the 18th hole is kind of a weird hole as a playoff, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're trying to be daylight. It's a very long hole and hard to walk, but um, you're just going to make a lot of fours. And I, I just kept trying to tell myself, just don't try to be a hero and make a three. You know, if I keep making fours, I feel like I'll eventually outlast somebody. And if someone makes three and beats me, then so be it. Sander was talking a lot about attitude and, and you know, improving his attitude. He thought of all the guys out here, Webb might have the best attitude. And he said, I think he said, strokes gain plus 50 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you put yourself? Um, would you I give mean, atti- strokes gain plus for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, attitude isn't necessarily if you don't swear and you're just happy go lucky all the time. Uh, my attitude's good because I'm a fierce competitor and I've all the confidence in the world that I can beat everybody else. Um, I mean, that's my attitude. It's. It's not. You know. Yeah. If I make a bogey, I'm not going to be smiling, walking off the hole, sure. and high fiving people, but. I'm going to be like, okay, now we need to make some birdies to get back in it. And, and turn it around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so attitude's a very relative term in terms of a, if there was a strokes gain stat. Yeah. I mean, Webb is the, one of the nicest guys on the planet, and he does have a great attitude, and he is also competitive. I mean, that's the best of both worlds. But um, in terms of how we probably act and what we say on the golf course, Webb and I are a little bit different. Would Tiger be more like you? I, I guess. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would – we're similar in the sense of we probably do some things that don't look very good on camera that we're not happy or proud about or that we have done, but um, I guess it is what it is. Yeah. Love me some me, though. Yeah, that's right. Ben? This is a weird one to ask you. I don't even know why I'm really asking you this because you don't play in Mayakoba. The last two years, the winner at Mayakoba has won here. Is there any reason you could think just off the top of your head Mike, that what that coincidence might be? Um... No, uh, I mean it, there's wind there. I mean it doesn't. There's a little bit of wind here. Um, I don't know. It's, it's short. It's short. Yeah. Um, just, you got to make a lot of birdies, I guess. The greens are. I don't know. The greens are faster here, but no, I don't know. I mean the two two very good players did it, so it's not. You know, it's not too crazy of a coincidence. But I hope that's not the case this year. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> With, um, with all due respect to what, when we spoke to you after you, when you sort of didn't look like a winner because you were so you'd been through that grind, um, have you taken that time that you spoke about to, uh, I guess, sink for it to sink in what you did last week? And do you feel, you know, extra proud again? Yeah, I, I'm proud, but it's it's over with. Um, I mean, I'm just focused on trying to play well this week. I mean, I, I'll have two weeks after this week to enjoy it if you will or if I want to celebrate it I mean you know I was able I stayed there Sunday night and was able to have a couple of drinks with my family and just you know kind of relax and sit down and just um 
and just not have any stress or anything for the next day. But, you know, once Monday night came around, it's, uh, it's done with, and I need to figure out, me and my dad and I are talking about what we need to do this week to, to get a little bit better and what we need to do to feel like we have a chance to win this week. And just generally speaking, do you think you celebrate your wins enough? Some guys say that they forget to sometimes. I know obviously you straightened it this week, but maybe after you have a little break or... No, I, I, yeah, I've always been someone to celebrate a win, you know, whether it's, um, you know, enjoying it with, with people or doing something uh, or buying myself something that I wouldn't buy myself. I mean, I, I, I've always been someone that's... I, I do that. I, I've always said, okay, my next win, I'm going to buy this, you know, where it's like I'm not going to do it until I do that. Uh, I just feel like it's, it is very, very important to reward yourself when, uh, when you do something well or you accomplish something because it's, you did something good, you know, it's, it's deserving. What would you buy? What would you buy? I haven't yet. I'm yeah. pro- I think I'm going to get a car. Nice. What's the last thing you bought yourself? Yeah. I don't know. Um, the guy who has everything. Yeah. <laughs> what was the last thing? I've done uh, well. I was the car was that one. I just haven't haven't had time to to mess one mess with any yet. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like. I mean, like I got my girlfriend to watch or do something. Like I, I, I got my dad a car one time. It's just it's it. I always want to do something to where it's. I feel like it's like okay, I accomplished it and I want to do it. I did. I built a man cave in my house one time. So, I don't have a urinal in it. What's that? Nothing. It does have a, it does have a urinal. Yeah. <laughs> come up by yourself. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Doug. When you, I'm just curious. When you think back to um, 2017 here, uh, why do you reference 2700 instead of 253? That's a good question. Um, it's easier for me to remember 27 under. Smaller uh, number. Yeah, probably less math. I don't know. Uh, Do we really need to go down this road? No, we don't. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just, I guess, obviously it's it's the same, but it is different because if you look at a 72-hole record, you say it is 253. You don't say it is 27 under. So it is a, it is a good point. I might might start doing that. But, um, you don't have to. Yeah, it, I don't know. I guess it's just because of that was – that's what my total was in relation to par. And, yeah, like, I'm not like sure. Yeah, I think it's what it is. It's yeah, it just seems like a lot. When you walk off a green, do you, do you refer to uh, on a par three? Do you refer to it as a two or a birdie? Birdie. Yeah, I think it, it is. I've never like like imagined that. Like, what would you, you know, would you shoot this week? It's like, oh yeah, two seventy two. Like, no, I don't think anybody's ever done that. Maybe. Yeah, it's, yeah. I shot however many under. Yeah, exactly. So, I guess I don't know. Like, would you shoot yesterday? Two under or 68? Probably two under. Like, I don't even know what I shot last week. I shot 15 under. But it's like, I would never say. Well, it's par 73 that screwed everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's never like, oh, I sh-. yeah. So it's weird, but. I think it's 14. 14. 14? Yeah, there 14. you go. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> All right. So you back. Yeah, I was just um, wondering. Um, I'm from central Ohio, and when I was assistant pro back in the 80s, uh, your grandfather would always kick my butt. Um, I just wondered if this course kind of reminds you of his course, Zanesville. Yeah. And how's your grandfather doing right now? He's good, yeah. Uh, I, I played Zanesville a handful of times, but I was pretty young to where I, 
you know, I remember like the first hole that kind of went down, and then I remember a couple of the holes coming in, but a lot of the middle was pretty blurry. Um, but I just I do remember it was a, it was an awesome golf course. But yeah, he's good. He's just entertaining as always, and um, yeah, I talked to him on the way to the course on Sunday before I played, and you know, he said I'm hitting it good. Just you know, like I always just need to make some putts and and this and that, and uh, so yeah, it, he's he's great. All right, let's go to the back. Yeah, just I uh, talked to Wahlberg. I said you guys are good buddies. Uh, kind of give us a little synopsis of his golf game. I don't know if you've ever seen it before today, but yeah, yeah. how is he out there? Yeah, we've played we've played a couple times. It, he's always fun to be around. I just I I really enjoyed um, just enjoyed playing with him because it, it's I've always heard from other people in the film industry how hard he works. So it's kind of cool to to ask him questions and kind of pick his brain, um, just kind of how he goes about it. But he didn't play great today, but uh, he he's kind of always had his own method. He always aims way left and comes across it, and he hits it pretty far because he kind of de-lofts it a little bit, but he he can get it around pretty good. That one thing that you're always going to have when you play with Mark is it's going to be fast. You never have to worry about slow play, and and he, he gets around there pretty good. But uh, it's it, he's a very, very impressive guy. He takes everything – he does whether it's a business or a movie or directing uh, very very seriously and works hard so it, it's cool that's tough man he's got a lot of he's got a lot of good ones but yeah shooter is a good one yeah I don't know man it, it just depends on the mood you know because it's like if I mean Ted is hysterical and, <laughs> and another guy it's there's a bunch of good ones but he's got a good list All right, Ben this is an interesting one. Xander was speaking last week, and he said that when he was young, there were times where he didn't tell people he was a golfer because it wasn't necessarily cool. Now, you grew up right through the golf world and been always obviously liked it. Was there ever a time where you sort of felt that, as a kid I'm talking about, that pressure mm -hmm. of this isn't the coolest thing to be involved in? I should be a basketballer or a footballer? Or... Um... I never had that. I mean, I just, I loved it so much. And I'm not saying that Xander didn't, but I just, I don't know. I I just didn't care. Um, it's just what I, I wanted to go out and play golf with my dad and my grandpa. And, um, and you know, I was watching Tiger and, and, you know, all those guys. And I just, I was, thought that looked so cool. And, um, and going to golf tournaments, it just, it seemed, it seemed pretty cool in my eyes. I mean, I, I definitely understand. I know what you're saying. It's, you definitely would get some some looks and some comments in, in grade school. You know, I play yeah. golf, and you know, people probably call you a loser or whatever it is. But <laughs> it is what it is, and uh, I, I'm sure I didn't really care. That, that I guess that comes to that. How do you, how do um, kids, per se, be strong mentally in that scenario? I mean, they've got obviously people like you to look up to now, and they can point to that. But is there any advice you give people, just like? Be true to yourself, or something along those lines. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't think that that's it's something that's that um, that common. It's not, I don't think anybody's getting judged because they play golf. You know, it's it's it is up and coming, and there's so many. It's in such a great state. The game is, and um, yeah, I feel like the amount of young players that are coming out is is great, but. I don't think there's anything that, you know, kids are never getting judged. I mean, I, I really don't think I ever did. Um, but it also, you know, I might have. I, I don't know. I was, I was a, When you're a kid, there's always something uh, that you can make fun of other kids for. So it's just, um, I don't know. 
I think that just telling them to, to enjoy it, I mean, that's what my parents always told me. They didn't care what I did. As long as I had fun with it, uh, then they would support it. All right, let's take a few more. Let's go Ron and then Suzanne. Matt Kuchar is the defending champion here. He's been out 20 years now. Do you have a favorite Matt Kuchar moment or story that maybe interacted with you? Uh, you I got a share? lot that I can't stare. That Do you have one you can share? But, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, I... It's bizarre. I feel like you kind of have those guys where you play with a lot. Like I've played, a, obviously, a lot with Jordan, a lot with Rory, a lot with Tiger, where I just get paired with the first two days. I think last year with Cooch was like the first time I've ever gotten paired with him the first two days, um, and then again this year. But I don't know. He's just one of those guys I've played with a lot. Yeah. So, But every time I do, it's just unbelievable how, how good he is. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of kind of like a Zach Johnson where he plays his game and – it doesn't matter what the course is. He's probably going to hit every fairway. And if he can't, he doesn't have a good club, he can't get there or whatever it might be, he always leaves it on the right side, and he always gets it up and down. Um, it's just really impressive to watch them pick their way through a golf course and how well they do it week in, week out for such a long period of time. But, um, I mean, Cooch is – he's just – he's so funny. I mean, he's, his humor is just one of a kind. Um is he in the know. middle of team rooms, or does he sort of sit on the side and just sort of? No, nah, he's he's in the he's in the middle, but he'll just always say something uh, in the middle uh, out of nowhere that you're just like only it's only cooch, you know. It's right. uh, him and Sibby both are, are a great asset to the team rooms and the teams for many reasons, but um, the entertainment is definitely high. Since I'm asking about other players, how much have you played with Sung J M? And what is, what's your impression of him? I mean, I've played with him enough to know he's really, really good. He's freakishly talented. He's good at pretty much every asset. Um, played with him in Korea last year, and he he just he has unbelievable control of his ball. And, um, you know, a place like this, this week with this wind, I would think – well, he plays well every week, but I would think he'll play well, uh, you know, because he just hits it so solidly and, and consistent. You're not playing 35 times a year, though? Or that, I, I am not, personally, no. <laughs> Suzanne? Um, this is a big year with lots of things. Where do you put the priorities coming for the rest of the season with the Olympics and the majors? Uh, I mean, it's uh, priority right now is the Sony Open. That's all I'm, I'm worried about. Um, but, I mean, obviously majors and Olympics are extremely important, but uh, all I'm trying to do is just prepare, prepare for the next event and, and try to peak at the right times of the year. And, uh, you know, you want to be peaking around the majors, Hopefully, you have to have to try to make the Olympic team first, and and then hopefully play well there. And then for the playoffs, I mean, there's a lot of different times that you want to be playing well. But uh, most importantly, just staying healthy and rested throughout the whole year, so that when I do tee it up, I'm ready to go for that certain event. Does the Olympics have as much importance as a major for you, JT? I've never played in it, so I don't know. But um, I mean, it, it's very important to. I would love to be a part of it, but uh, in terms of winning it, I. If comparing apples to apples, I think it, they're both extremely important. All right, let's take one more over on the side. Yep. Uh, Ron's questions just reminded me. I, I ran into Matt yesterday, and it was uh, I don't cover the tour a lot, but the very first time I saw him, I guess subliminally what popped into my head was that tipping controversy in Mexico. Do you think that was overblown and unfair to him and that the reaction that he's kind of dealt with on the road sometimes is uh, not fair to the person that he is? 
Uh, that's just kind of between him and everything else. My new book is called The Golf Round. I'll never forget 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Look, we're going into the holiday season. I hope this is the perfect gift for the person in your life that loves the history of the game. History like this, the 1978 Masters. Well, first of all, I'm seven shots behind Tom Watson. And my son says to me, he says, Dad, you're playing so well. If you putt well today, you can shoot 65 and win. Well, it's not easy to shoot 65 at Augusta. Anyway, I'm out in 34 with a bogey. And I come back in 30. I actually touched the hole three times. But thank goodness I didn't because I would have never been invited back to Augusta. The book is called The Golf Round. I'll never forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. FootJoy, the number one outbrand in golf, ensures that you can make every day playable with performance gear to handle any weather condition. All FootJoy products are designed to provide the best golfing experience regardless of the conditions. Every piece of FootJoy gear goes through years of testing and validation to ensure the ultimate in golf performance. Trust the brand that has been number one forever. Learn how you can make every day playable at FootJoy.com M-E-D-P. Boeing Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boeing Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boeing Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoeingGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Tick-borne diseases like Lyme disease, which will have more than 7,000 new cases per week this season, and biting bugs like mosquitoes that could be carrying West Nile virus or even Zika are threats to everyone, but in particular, to golfers stay safe with serious protection from ranger ready repellent i use it because it works it will not stain your clothes it doesn't contain toxic deke and it's available in multiple scents even an option for no scent at all whether you like boating golf gardening hunting whatever you do outdoors protect yourself with ranger ready repellent for more information go to rangerready.com the u.s open Golf's most storied championship returns to the iconic Winged Foot Golf Club. Next June, see firsthand the remarkable moments, the energy, the excitement of the 120th U.S. Open Championship. Don't miss your chance to be here next year, June 15th through the 21st, 2020. Tickets on sale now at usopen.com forward slash 2020. Hey, my new book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. Moments like this. The 1973 U.S. Open. Here's Johnny Miller. He got a letter also on Saturday morning and said, you're going to win the U.S. Open from some guy in Iowa. And I never got a letter that that's all it was. It didn't sign it, nothing. It was just, 
from Iowa, you're going to win the U.S. Open. So it was sort of an interesting experiences that led up to that uh, winning that Open. Uh, and, and the round itself was sort of out of nowhere because it just was a, a perfect round of golf. I mean, it literally was a perfect round of golf. The book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. It's time for you to discover Stream Song, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Stream Song, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, ensures that you can make everyday playable with rain jackets for all weather conditions. New to the FJ Performance Outwear lineup this year is the all-new DryJoy Select LS, the lightest, most waterproof garment FJ has ever produced, setting the new standard in rainwear. Amazingly, it's actually lighter than a golf shirt, but still fully waterproof. You can shop now at footjoy.com slash M-E-D-P. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now, bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world, end quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today, only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores, so they're saving that 40%, 50% retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. If you're a golfer or enjoy activities outside, you are at risk. The risk of Lyme disease and other illnesses are a national threat. Add in insect-borne illnesses like West Nile and Zika. Ranger Ready is insect repellent that's serious protection with premium wearable scents and clean, non-greasy formula. Ranger Ready is the best insect repellent available, period. Safe, 12-hour protection, nothing comes close. Log on to rangerready.com for more information. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. 